Parshas Ve'era is the turning point of when Klai Yisrael starts their journey from Galas to Geula. But before they can taste redemption, something peculiar happens. Parshas Shemois ends when the Rabbani Shloim instructs Moshe Rabbeinu to go to Paro and demand that he free the Jewish people from its rhyme. And Paro refuses to let them go. And he signs an executive order that increases the workload on Klai Yisrael, making their slavery much more difficult and grueling than it ever had been before. And Moshe Rabbeinu is furious. And Moshe returns to Hashem and he says, Why have you done bad to these people? Why did you send me on this mission? Since I arrived on the scene and relayed your message, it resulted in the opposite effect. Not only will Pari not free them, but he's even making them work longer and harder. And the question is, why did it have to happen this way? The Jewish people at that point have been enslaved and oppressed for over 200 years. And finally, for the first time, they see some potential daylight and a reason for hope and a reversal of fortune happens. And now they find out not only will they not be set free, but on top of that, the news gets progressively worse. Their workload has increased exponentially. So what is the underlying message being delivered to the Jewish people? So I'd like to share with you a beautiful idea from the commentary on Perik Shira. Pegshir is a compilation of psukim of ancient mystical writings. Some say it was Davra Melech that wrote it after he completed Sefer Tehillim. Pegshir lists 84 elements of the natural world. The earth, the heavens, luminaries, bodies of water, animals, all different species, etc. All sing Hashem's praises. They form this harmonious melody, Hashem's symphony as it were. We read of the Sheboilis Chitim, the sheaves of wheat. What is the Pasik they use as their song and praise of Hashem? They say, Shir Hashem. From the depths I have called out to you, Hashem. We are all familiar with this Pasik. It is the oft-recited chapter in Tilim, said on behalf of anyone that needs any type of Yeshua. But why, of all things in the world, it is the wheat which declares this special verse? What is the connection between the wheat and calling out to Hashem, Mimamakim, from the depths? So let's imagine the life and the journey of a stalk of wheat. The typical wheat usually results with it being turned into bread. Yet the process of getting there is painfully tedious and agonizing. The wheat must be cut, threshed, winnowed, ground into fine flour, mixed with water, kneaded, and then baked into bread. The process involves numerous steps, all of which crush and destroy the wheat progressively more. He feels broken, hurt, and torn away from his previous source of life in the ground. It is this wheat stalk amid the depths of despair that calls out to Hashem from its deepest recesses. The wheat is crushed and broken, and yet every day it turns to Hashem. He doesn't give up, and he places its trust in Hashem. The wheat may appear hopeless, as every day seems worse than the previous one. Yesterday it was only cut and threshed, and today it's being pounded and ground up and beaten down more and more. Then when it's at its most distressing time, when all hope seems lost, when it's being tossed into a fiery oven, it turns into delicious bread. In life, we often experience the same phenomenon. We strive to grow and achieve And the more effort we put in, it seems that rather than making progress and improving our situation, it's going in reverse. It gets darker and more difficult day by day. We are frightened of what tomorrow might bring. We are so desperately lost and discouraged and despondent. And just when we reach our breaking point, to the point of no return, here comes the Yeshua. Just like the wheat, 
It gets cut, torn apart, crushed, and just when it's about to be burnt to a crisp, the wheat reaches its completion and a beautiful, warm, crispy loaf of bread gets produced. We find the same idea with the Jewish people in Mitzrayim. They are enslaved. A decree is issued that every male child is to be killed. Moshe is sent to liberate them. But the first effect of his intervention was to make matters worse, not better. Their quota of brick-making remained unchanged, but now they also had to provide their own straw. Moshe complains to Hashem, Why have you done evil to this people? From the time I came to power, the situation got increasingly worse for this nation. And just when they are about to plunge into the depths of the hopelessness and despair, Geula emerges. Darkness is not a negative, but rather is a necessary step along the path towards light. Only because of our limited perception do we perceive darkness as an end unto itself. Darkness and adversity is a stepping stone for further elevation and growth. A seed, when placed into the ground, is in a dark, cold and dirty place. And on top of that, the seed begins to rot and decay. To the onlooker, it looks like death. And then, at the very moment that the seed has completely broken down, something miraculous happens. It begins to sprout. When people find themselves in a really difficult situation... They fall into a state of hopelessness and despair. They feel like salvation is so far away, so elusive. But what we have to remember is that the most challenging, the most difficult time when all hope seems to be lost, then is precisely when the seeds of Yeshua are being sowed. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.